It's the Wolfpack Live at Frankie's Eastside Gourmet and Italian Restaurant in Farmingdale, New York, featuring Big Sexy Kevin Nash, the bad guys Scott Hall, and the Bronco Buster himself, X-Pac Sean Waltman. VIP tickets are on sale Saturday, September 26th for amazing VIP packages starting at $75. Call 516-756-2753. Tell them the two-man power trip of wrestling sent you by using the code POWERTRIPNWO for a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It's Frankie's Eastside Gourmet, an Italian restaurant in Farmingdale, New York. 516-756-2753. It's going to be an event that's just too sweet. You might wind up in a body bag. They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling. And now they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of two-man power trip of wrestling brought to you today and powered by meow box meow box is a cat subscription box service full of surprises and delivered to your door every single month and stay tuned later on in the show for a fabulous fabulous promotion courtesy of meow box and just for the two-man power trip of wrestling listeners and with that being said, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, Primetime John Paz. And John, we are back yet again with another fabulous, somewhat shoot-style interview. Uh, again, the show has kind of been evolving in that direction as of late. We've had some fabulous interviews to date, but uh, today we're going to be joined by Kevin Fertig. And of course, we know Kevin as being very versatile, playing a couple different, very cool, very unique characters like Mordecai or Kevin Thorne or even Seven back in OVW. And when you look at Kevin Thorne, Kevin Fertig, Mordecai, whatever you want to call him, uh, great talent, great opportunity, but WWE definitely missed the boat when it came to Kevin Fertig. But what are some of your opinions on, uh, on Kevin and you know what he had to share with us about his career? I love these guys. I mean, we're just getting straight shooters after straight shooters. And, I mean, Wolfie D, Brene Dupree, Jamie Dundee, and now Kevin Fertig. Just, I just, I don't know. I just love when these guys are straight shooting. It's not, you know, just a canned interview. I mean, these guys really think about what they're saying. And, they, and you know, they're so opinionated, uh, you can't but help, you know, to just love what they're saying. Whether, you know, people say, oh, maybe they're a little bitter, this and that. I don't think it's bitter at all. I think it's just utter and pure honesty and what they felt and what they do feel at the time and particularly talking about XWB guys because like everyone knows the WB it isn't all uh, you know roses and uh, you know beautiful gardens up there I mean there's a lot of bitterness a lot of um, betrayals a lot of politics a lot of Vince McMahon doing stuff that you don't even know why so it, I mean, it's a lot of interesting stuff, and I love to get XWB guys like Kevin Furtick, who, of course, 
had the ability to play multiple characters, and he did play multiple characters in the WWE. He played Kevin Thorne, the vampire gimmick, while he was part of the ECW brand. Of course, he was Mordecai. Of course, he was Seven when he was in OVW. So, I mean, he was a, he's definitely a great performer. He's a, he's great in the ring. He's a big guy, which WWE definitely loves. I mean, they're right up their alley. And you got to love the versatility of him being able to be one guy, he could be able to play this guy, and be believable at each character that he was playing. Yeah, very believable, and you and I have a personal favorite in the character of Mordecai. We've always talked about that for years and years. We've always said that it was a missed opportunity, and the rumor that's always been out there is that Mordecai was being bred for The Undertaker, that he was being brought in simply for The Undertaker, and we really dig into the story as to what happened, why it was dropped, where did it go, why was Mordecai then just forgotten about. It was so unique, it was so ahead of its time, but, you know, he was definitely being built to The Undertaker. But where do you feel like they might have dropped the uh, the ball and missed the boat on a Mordecai-Undertaker feud? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. He was being bred 100% to wrestle The Undertaker multiple times throughout his career. And it was just interesting the way it panned out. And you'll hear from Kevin about, you know, basically how it didn't pan out and how it didn't work out for him. And what the issues were and what happened and basically what was the, the real issues of behind the scenes. I mean, you'll hear about a bar fight, you'll hear about some lawsuits, you'll hear about an injury that happened. So it was just crazy circumstances that happened that he was being bred 100% for the rest of The Undertaker and it just didn't happen. I mean, if you think about it, what could have been? It could have been a great feud, Mordecai versus The Undertaker or even Kevin Thorne versus The Undertaker. Both characters played by Kevin Furtick were great villains and great, you know, Thorns, you know, if you will, in the side of The Undertaker. And it kind of went hand in hand where he could either play the vampire gimmick and be a good heel for The Undertaker or play the Seven Deadly Sins gimmick, that religious zealot, that religious character, Mordecai, against The Undertaker. So I could see where the WWE was going and wanting that to happen, and it seemed like a great idea, but obviously, as you'll hear in the interview, and it's some great, great stuff and some great behind-the-scenes stuff, you hear some things that went down that are pretty crazy uh, set of circumstances to why he actually didn't end up wrestling The Undertaker, and he probably should have not even one or two times, but multiple times, three, almost four times. And you'll hear that in the interview. you hear how Johnny Ace uh, perhaps screws it up a little bit. And you also hear a little bit about how Shawn Michaels may have screwed him up there. So great, great stuff. And I, I really enjoyed hearing about the Mordecai Undertaker characters and the, the gimmick and the angle. Yeah, funny how Shawn Michaels played such a part in you know the last run against The Undertaker not working out. And uh, I guess you can kind of chalk that up to Shawn Michaels being a little Teflon at that point and really could say anything that he wanted to without any kind of repercussions. And unfortunately, it was the last straw for uh, Kevin and uh, and his pursuit of the Undertaker feud uh, after the incident that he talks about that happened in Baltimore, Maryland. But let's talk about when he moved over into Kevin Thorne. And the fact that the ECW, the new breed unleashed ECW on sci-fi, the relaunch, if you will, everybody's got their perspective on it, whether it was a failure, whether it was set up for failure, whether or not it really did what it was supposed to do. But that relaunch of ECW was to 
pretty much create new characters and pre present a different brand of WWE. Obviously we saw Vince McMahon become the champion of ECW at one point. So that was kind of mind boggling, but talk about Kevin Thorne, talk about what maybe the expectations were for that new breed unleashed ECW on sci-fi and perhaps the impact that Kevin Thorne made being such a different character at that point. You know, with the relaunch quote unquote of the, the new ECW when it was on the sci-fi network, it wasn't going to be the same old ECW, the extreme, the hardcore, everything else. You weren't going to get that from sci-fi. You were going to get more of, uh, you know, vampires and this and that and uh, zombies and interesting characters like that because that's what WB wanted. And that's what sci-fi wanted for the new vision of ECW because I guess they didn't really think the blood and the guts and the gore really fit in with the PG era and it didn't really fit into what they wanted the new ECW to be. So with Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman at the helm of the new ECW, they create Kevin Thorne, which was uh, an interesting gimmick. I, I really did like it, but it was interesting the way that it was portrayed because, and you'll hear from Kevin Thorne because it's actually pretty damn funny. Um, about why it was portrayed a certain way and why it wasn't his vision of it. He wanted it to be a more uh, Blade, which is a great character by Wesley Snipes, great comic book character, great cartoon character. And, and he, he wanted it to almost be like a True Blood kind of thing, and not really so much of the, the Twilight, but we, we talk we do talk about Twilight, but more of like the True Blood, the edgy new age vampire and Vince McMahon kind of wanted it to be the old like Eddie Munster looking uh, vampire character uh, the Bella Lugosi you know like the like old school vampire and uh, so Kevin Thorne really didn't get what he wanted out of the character so it probably didn't go as far as it could have went but it was very very uh, interesting take on, on, on Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman from Kevin Thorne at this point about his character and uh, I really really liked that because I was so interested in that ECW at the time because you knew Heyman was in charge, but he wasn't really in charge, so I wanted to hear more, and you will hear more in depth about Vince McMahon's role in the new ECW, and of course, the creation of the Kevin Thorne ca uh, character, and how he really fit into Vince's vision of the new ECW on sci-fi. Yeah, even after Kevin said it, I'm still trying to figure uh, Vince McMahon thinking that an Eddie Munster-looking vampire character was going to be relevant in 2006. But I guess, uh, you know, Vince McMahon may not be up on some of the culture at the time. And, you know, we personally talked about Twilight a little uh, a little too much uh, for my liking in this interview. But, hey, what are you going to do? But speaking of something that I do want to talk about, that is the fabulous, fabulous promotion that we have running with our sponsor of today's episode. And that is Meowbox. Now, if you enter the code POWERTRIP10 at checkout on Meowbox.com, you're going to get 10% off your first box subscription from Meowbox. And if you're a listener of the two-man power trip of wrestling and you haven't taken advantage of this already, you are missing out on one of the best boxes that you are going to find out there. If you've got a cat and you're a cat lover and you've got stuff that you need to get taken care of every month, you get a Meow Box. Use that Power Trip 10 code, all capitals on MeowBox.com. But don't take it from me if you don't want to. Take it from the cat lover, the cat owner, the cat man himself. And John Paz, tell him a little bit about Meowbox and hit him with a little bit of two-man power trip of wrestling business. 
Yes, Meow Box, baby. They're the best in the business. They have something called One Box Can, where every Meow Box purchased, you will donate a can of food to a shelter cat. So that is great, and they will do that on your behalf. Also, all edible items are made in the USA or Canada, so you know where your items are coming from. Thank the good Lord on that one. Also, speaking of that, I have a very, very picky cat. Her name is Lucy, and she has a very, very special diet. So, with Meow Box, what I do is I get the Meow Box with toys and surprises. I elect not to get any edible items, which you can do yourself, which is great, and I love that about Meow Box, the versatility of Meow Box, and Lucy loves it as well. So, please, that's MeowBox.com, promo code POWERTRIP10, all capital letters, for 10% off your first subscription again. That's meowbox.com, promo code POWERTRIP10. Now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube. Also subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a review. We would love to hear your feedback. Also check out the feed for previous episodes with good old J.R. Jim Ross, the late great Dusty Rhodes, Diamond Dallas Page, Nikita Koloff. Bushwhacker Luke, George the Animal Steel, The Rock and Roll Express, and so, so many others. Check us out there. Also, the website, tmptofwrestling.com. That is tmptofwrestling.com. Also, check us out on the I-95 Sports Network. We were live and in color every Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. So, please, that is the I-95 Sports Network, and check us out there. Now, without any further ado... I send it over to a former OVW Tag Team Champion, a former Memphis Southern Champion, a man that a lot of people know as Kevin Thorne from the ECW days on Sci-Fi, also the infamous Mordecai, which was a great gimmick, by the way. It kind of didn't last, and you'll hear all about that. But without any further ado, we send it to a tremendous interview with a tremendous man and a tremendous fan of the show we love this guy and uh, you should love him too he is kevin fertig please enjoy all right well joining us on the line tonight is a former wwe superstar a former ECW superstar, I can actually say that, as part of the new breed. He's had so many uh, diversely cool gimmicks. We could talk Kevin Thorne. We could talk Mordecai. And we're going to talk about them all. And that is Kevin Furtick. Thank you so much for joining the two-man power trip of wrestling. Well, thank you, thank you. Hear me, fear me. Uh, so let's, uh, let's, let's talk some wrestling. Yeah, let's get it going here. So... You know, I, I guess the hot-button issue in wrestling right now is the rise of NXT, the rise of WWE developmental, and the emphasis being put on developmental. Now, as somebody who has been in the developmental system uh, in pretty much uh, you know, a couple different capacities, seeing the different uh, management switches, the different coaches, the trainers, did you ever see the evolution of what it is now and the emphasis that they do have on this NXT product. Did you see this in the pipeline a couple of years back? No, man. You know, that's, that's a crazy thing. And I, you know, I'm glad you guys just like jumped on that. That was actually something I was thinking about today. Um, 
uh, as I was in the gym, I was uh, watching some NXT. I was watching uh, Darren Corbin. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, no, man, um, it, it's crazy because, uh, you know, I, you know, I started at Power Pro, which was kind of USWA, which, you know, so many guys came through, um, and stuff. And, you know, I remember hell the ring for, for the Power Pro days and the USWA days, you know, later on it came, uh, Memphis championship. But at that time, I mean, the rings were basically about to fall apart. I mean, you know, there were uh, water hose and, 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 and wire and, and everything else. And I mean, you know, the guys went up and, you know, down the roads, granted we had live TV, which is channel five, which is, you know, to this day, one of the greatest live television programs, you know, uh, for ratings around, but, uh, oh man, you know, uh, this was something too that, you know, um, you know, get into Ohio Valley wrestling and stuff like that. I saw that, you know, Jim Cornette tried to, you know, use Ohio Valley wrestling, you know, he, he, he tried several times to, you know, put, put talents in Royal Rumbles and, uh, di- different, different, different ways, you know, to, to like, you know, bring a championship up and to bring, you know, the, you know, the territory and stuff like that. And it was always kind of kibosh, you know, I, I, you know, I think Cornette always had the mind for that to make, you know, to make, you know, if the, you know, the developmental talents are, are, are stronger stars, now they're only going to be stronger stars when they get up into the WWE. And I mean, you know, that's, that's the, to me, that's a, a huge, huge thing, you know, um, you know, that's something I think, you know, uh, to Hunter's credit, he's, he's trying to do, he's trying, you know, I mean, the thing is, is these guys are already on video games and everything else. And I mean, you know, here it is, they haven't even really done anything yet, but I mean, you know, other than the next or whatever, I mean, which is, you know, great, but I mean, for WWE and they're already on, you know, um, uh, you know, the new video games and, you know, talking about action figures, they got t-shirt sales now. I mean, it, it, you know, you're, you're, you, these guys are already stars coming out of the gate. Hell, they, you know, their Twitter followers are in the upwards of thirty and forty thousand, which is just just unheard of. They're known, you know, coming out of the gate. Yeah, and that's actually that's a really good point because the marketing is such an emphasis now on NXT, which you know I think uh, you know there's a handful, maybe even more of a handful of people who. You know, 12, 13 years ago, uh, I don't think they would have been buying a John Cena OVW uh, action figure no. or, a, uh, yeah. Yeah, or a Leviathan trading card. You know, I don't think that that was really yeah. uh, what was on the mind of WWE at that time. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember, like, our 8x10s, uh, you know, I've got a couple of them. Uh, like, I have my downstairs basement, I have, you know, my my action figures and, you know, my 8x10s and encyclopedias and, you know, all the different various stuff that I was on, you know, trading cards, uh, ring attire, all that stuff kind of got hanging down in my, my uh, TV room in my basement. And uh, I mean, I, I laugh at seeing like the photo quality of what we had. I mean, it was basically, you know, everybody stood in front of a black screen, took, took a quick picture and they went and printed it on a, you know, a, a, a cheap, you know, piece of paper and then they sold it for a, two bucks, three bucks, you know, where these guys, you know, they've got freaking, you know, what I've seen, uh, I mean, beautiful, you know, eight by tens and, you know, they're giving them out and they're signing them and then, you know, they're selling t-shirts and I mean, you know, we, we used to have a, um, you know, an OV back in the OVW days, it was a freaking jam box that played the entrance music, uh, you know, with a, with a, uh, a curtain that was basically made out of, 
two bed sheets, you know, and that was that was the big the big deal. There's no guardrails. There's no. I mean, the, I mean, the production quality of what they have now as compared to what we had is just insane. Yeah, well, that goes with the evolution of, I guess, uh, WWE. Now, I wouldn't even say the business. I'm going to say w, I'm going to single out WWE and say that's the evolution of WWE. Now, when you when you were there with your last run in developmental, and you see the crop of guys that's you know heading up there now, and you know they're on top of, uh, of all you know the pay per views or the network specials, whatever you want to call them, and there's kind of that competitive landscape that was really dominant throughout the professional wrestling business. Seems like it's kind of dissipated a little bit because everybody seems like they're more, you know, more friendly, a little bit, you know, they're more buddies. It seems. Uh, it, is it just an outsider oh, yeah. on that? I, they, ah, man, you know, I think that's just the way the revolution or the evolution of the business has gone. You know, I, there's no territory. There, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, like when I was when I was coming up, I, you know. These, I think a lot of these guys would have been eaten alive by like, you know, the Dudleys and and Bradshaw and you know all that because at that time it was, you know, uh, you know, sink or swim. I mean, by you know, you had Bob Holly, you had Billy Gunn. I mean, you had you had these you know these veterans that were been around, but they've also they were also around when when business was you know cutthroat and deadly. You know, um, you know they they. And they kind of instilled that in a lot of us. You know, I saw, um, I was reading the Rene Dupree article that you guys were, you know, that you guys did, you know, and he was talking about, you know, how Bob beat him up and, you know, all that other stuff. And, I mean, I, that's just, I mean, unfortunately, that was just like the nature of the beast at that time. Um, you know, I fuck, I remember guys getting their shit cut and glue stuck on their bags and all that stuff. And now it's no corporate, you know, that that, that kind of stuff doesn't go on. You know, it, it, it's it's um, you know it's a it's just a different a different age, I guess. I, you know, is it better? I don't know. I mean, I kind of liked, you know, um, coming in with your butt clenched a little bit, wondering, you know, what was going to happen or you know <laughs> who's going to fight or anything else. It was kind of it's always an interesting day, you know, just making sure that you weren't the last guy to have heat on you. You know, as long as you were the last, you, it was never that bad. I mean, if you started the day with heat. Usually somebody by the end of the day screwed up more, so you didn't have to really worry about it. Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic, fantastic point. And now in the age of uh, social media and people, you know, being able to run, you know, behind a corner, obviously, and put, you know, uh, forty characters together that could just completely blow up somebody's spot. So maybe, you know, the the hazing or the backstage antics, that stuff is really a thing of the past. But you know, speaking of with that Rene yep. Dupree interview, the thing that I found fascinating about what he had to say was also, you know, his age in relation to being, you know, in the business. Oh and, man, he was, know, he was a yeah, kid. He was a kid. Oh yeah, I mean he was a kid. I mean you know he was a kid that looked like a like you know a, a, an Adonis. I mean you know I remember you know when Renee came in. I mean down in OVW, I was like holy crap. I mean he looked. I mean <laughs> he looked phenomenal. I mean right out of the gate, you know, and already had a pedigree because of his you know his, his dad and you know where he'd been. And I mean you know he was. I mean you know he was a ten year vet coming in at you know eighteen nineteen years old. I mean. You know, he was already, you know, he was already there as far as, you know, how it was. He'd already, you know, been around enough of the boys and been around enough of the business to, you know, kind of kind of carry himself in that manner to me, 
you know, and I, I think that's what kind of got him some heat is, you know, some of the older guys didn't didn't get why he was carrying himself in that manner, you know. And, and granted, he he should have. I mean, you know, I I mean, Renee was – I always thought Renee was out of the talent. Um, you know, um, he just he, – he got it. I mean, you know, he, he – um, you know, growing up the way he did and everything else. And, I mean, he, you know, he took care of, you know, he, he put his time in the gym and got himself in shape and, you know, knew how to do a promo. And, I mean, you know, he was he was definitely, um, you know, out of, out of the gate, you know, ready, for, you know, uh, yeah. coming, coming out. Right, and, and what I was, yeah, exactly. And where I was headed with that was that, you know, 20 years old, traveling the roads, you know, he's traveling with Bob Holly, you know, for the love of God, which ended up being, you know, the, uh, you know, kind of the downfall of uh, maybe his superstardom. But, you know, this new crop of talent, if they're 20 years old, put them back in 2003, 2004. And, you know, I don't think that NXT would have that many uh, enrollees, you know what I mean, if that was, uh, if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, and I mean, I, th- I think, you know, with the presence of like ring of honor and, you know, some of the other ones out there too, I mean, they already, they already had guys that have, you know, even though they're, they're young, they've been out there long enough, you know, they've, they've been in some, some, uh, you know, some great shows and, and learn how to perform in front of a crowd and stuff like that. And, and you know, they're kind of handpicked when it comes to that. Now, one thing that I was dying to talk to you about that, you know, I wanted to get into almost right away, it was obviously you were in OVW, and then they, they call you up, and you become a religious, I guess you would call it zealot or a religious character, and you became Mordecai, which I guess is a play uh-huh. off of um, an old gimmick of yours with the uh, the seven deadly sins. But what was the idea yep. behind Mordecai when, you know, I guess to answer whoever brought it up to, what was the idea behind it? Uh Mordecai was kind of came about from like I was doing seven, seven in OVW, which was you know basically you know and and in Power Pro and Memphis Championship and all this stuff, and basically it was based off of you know the seven deadly sins um, you know kind of thing. And um, you know uh, my my dad was a, a, a I, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, and there's a church down there called Bellevue Baptist. It's it's basically it's six flags over Jesus. It's, I mean, it's huge. Um, and, you know, Southern Baptists, you know, um, you know, not to get in a big religious kind of debate or anything else like that, believe in God, you know, all that other stuff. But, um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, religion plays a big part in, and in, and in, 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 in too much sometimes in how the, how the world's run. And, um, uh, you know, where the, the Mordecai thing was, kind of like a play on Catholicism a little bit, uh, Baptist, you know, I, I just kind of put it all, all out there, you know, as, as far as, uh, when I went in there, uh, you know, and I met with Vince about, Hey, what do you, what do you want to do? And, you know, and Vince was, you know, he had, you know, these big robes and, you know, an altar and just all kind of, I mean, it was, there's all kind of crazy stuff that was going to go along with it. So, now, obviously, these the, the vignettes and everything that was high production and very cool, and it almost seemed like immediately yeah. they were going to tease the Undertaker Mordecai feud. What happened there with yep. the Undertaker it was, feud? <laughs> uh, uh, I was an idiot and got in a fight in a bar, um, and uh, the guy was 
and I hit hit my, myself and my wife with a bottle, and uh, it was me, Maven, and Fly, uh, um, and uh, it just ended up. Uh, I, I, you know, there's an altercation, you know, um, and the, uh, you know, I kind of hurt the kid for a, a little bit, and they wanted to sue and sue WWE and sue this and sue that, and because they thought I was making way more money than I actually was. They didn't realize I was just a peon developmental person at the time and hadn't really made my name, you know, yet. And uh, basically they just said, hey, you know, you're going to have to go for a while. And uh, um, I went back down to OVW and hung out for a bit and got released, hung out for a bit. And then, you know, um, once it was all said and done and uh, the, the court process went through, I was I was done. Um, you know, then, then they ended up bringing me back, but, um, you know, it, it took a while to get back in Vince's good graces after that too. Cause you know, they were, uh, you know, about to, uh, you know, really give me something. And I, I ended up, I, you know, I screwed it up, you know, I, I definitely screwed it up. Now with Undertaker, did they actually tell you you're going to be feeding with Undertaker? Did you have any, um, interaction with oh yeah i was hand, i was yeah i was picked uh yeah i was uh i mean basically uh in in boston uh after uh after it was the week after mania um i did a they took me in a room and uh basically vince I had about an hour long conversation with Vince about what, what he was thinking and everything else and how the, how I, we could do this character. And then he, they took me to a room, wanted me to do a couple promos. I did. Uh, and then next thing I know, Vince and Undertaker brought, came out of a room and they were like, um, yeah, we're, we're going to build this for the next almost year, you know, into mania. And, uh, yeah, I fucked it up. <laughs> Uh, not a wise, not a wise decision on my part. Huh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy thing about you know you're here in a room with Vince Undertaker at that point. Your career is pretty crazy. Now with yeah. Vince, I always try to picture it because it's pretty funny because with different things, it's almost like Vince like portrays the character and almost shows you. You know that kind of thing you've seen in the past with Vince. But is that what Vince did with you? Did he tell you you know how he wanted you to act, and then basically you had a you yeah know, yeah well yeah I, like I had all these uh, like I I envisioned this character as being almost like um, uh, Matrix. You know the two twins on Matrix, mm. the two uh, the, with the braided hair and um, yep. uh, the long trench coats and and looking really futuristic. And that's how I envisioned it. And then next thing I know, I was, you know, a white long robe and looked like, you know, I was, you you know, coming out of a castle, you know, Gandalf, you know, I was like, you know, but I mean, you give and you get with, with Vince. I mean, you, you know, that was the same with even Kevin Thorne was, you know, Vince envisioned this, you know, in his mind was Eddie Munster or, um, you know, slick back hair. You know, uh, putting putting the you know the the V the black V down your head. I just like he didn't get you know at the time like with the vampire thing was like you know vampires are this this new age like Blade and um, you know Twilight and you know not that Twilight vampires were that cool but you know 
<laughs> newer, younger, hipper, you know, modern day, you know, badasses were, you know, not not you know not the Bella Lugosi, you know, not the Bella Lugosi wasn't cool, but you know, it, it that was a long time ago, you know, but that's not what he envisioned, and I started trying to stray away from that, and uh, Paul Hammond had come to me, he goes. He goes, you need to slick back your hair. You need to do this. You need. He goes, I'm just telling you, he's he's not getting it. You got to get him to get it first before you start tweaking it. And I'm like, okay. So I mean, I, you know, in the very beginning, slick back my hair. Was doing the ties, uh, you, you know, dressing real, you know, dressing real nice. And and I was like, this wasn't what I, you know, kind of. I I didn't. I thought it was going to be good, but I thought it would have been a lot better. Uh, uh, you know, hipper, uh, you know, more towards, you know, the way the, the way the vampire movies were going at the time. Yeah, definitely, especially, I mean, not really with Twilight, but obviously, you know, people make the comparisons that was popular at the point, but almost more with uh, True Blood, which was, a, you know, a big HBO show. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, you know, but, you know, Twilight was out at that time. Um, it was starting to, and True Blood was coming. Um, you know, so it was, it was, it was kind of, you know, trying to stay, you know, in the now for say, you know, uh, with, with me and Shelly both. And we, we, you know, we both were, you know, trying to make it sexy and, um, you know, every way we could, um, you know, it was like, you know, we were being told, Hey, you know, you, you got to keep it here cause he's not going to get it. And it's like, you know, it, it, he, it, Vince is an eccentric billionaire, you know. I mean, he's 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 his own man, and he it's his toy, and he's he's built it that way, and he gets it the way he wants to get it, and that's the only way it needs to be, you know. And that's just just how it is, unfortunately, and, you know. And, and that's not a bad thing, but you know, uh, when you're surrounded by yes men, you know, uh, you're never told that it should be done differently. And uh, you know, coming from somebody like me at the time, it wasn't going to come come at the right moment so I was just like yes sir too you know one question I was very interested in and we kind of touched on a little bit with Vince is you know he's he's thinking you're like Eddie Munster instead of thinking about you know almost like a blade or like a true blood or even Twilight which was you know relevant at the time you think that he's basically stuck in the past and he you know is almost like the business is passing by a little bit where he's too old to kind of get it nowadays I I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it, it's one of those things where it, Vince is, Vince is always a hard guy to get to know. Um, you know, unless you were John Cena or the undertaker or Hunter or, you know, those guys, you know, those are the only guys that really kind of knew Vince. Um, you know, unless you, those, those top guys, and that's the only guys he ever really kept around anyway. I mean, you know, even look at Hogan, Randy Sat, you know, those guys back in the day. I mean, you know, um, but I mean, you know, when you're a billionaire, do you watch movies? I, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, do you care? <laughs> I mean, I mean, at, at what point do you care? I mean, you know, it's kind of like Howard Hughes, you know, you see him, you know, he's got to have his P's counted a certain way and, you know, all this other stuff. And, you know, I, yeah, he's, you know, he's got a mind for it, you know, somehow, uh, you know, I mean, basic concept of wrestling is never going to change. Good versus evil. You know, good guy goes, you know, within reason. You know, I, you know, I think he proved, you know, a lot with, you know, back in Austin days of having, you know, the the kind of 
tweener heel for you know lack of a better term is you know the good guy and the bad you know that's still kind of a bad guy you know i i think that revolutionized the business for sure um you know it, it just it just all depends i mean yeah heck i'm you know i'm watching raw right now as we're talking you know um you know, seeing Big E and you know the, 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 these guys. I mean, they're I mean they're hilarious, but they're they're great heels too. So it's kind of you're getting the entertainment value of it all with still the you know the hatred, I guess you could say. So I mean, you, you don't want to you, you don't want them off your air, you know the channel. You're not turning the channel by any means, you know. But you're still kind of hating them, but they're they're keeping your attention for sure. So. Now, with Kevin Thorne, obviously, I mean, we're talking about being a vampire gimmick and everything else. What was it brought up to you? Because obviously, you know, they're going to reform ECW or that you're going to let. They did at this point, and Paul Heyman and Vince McMahon, you know, basically at the helm. How did they basically introduce the rebirth to you? Or like saying, like, oh, we're going to reform ECW. And like, what did they tell you, like, how they were going to make it different? Um, man, at the time, I, you know, I don't know. I, mean, I still remember. Uh, I mean, Tommy, uh, you know, Tommy Dreamer at the time was in talent relations and I just had gotten signed back. Um, and, you know, he was, you know, talking, hey, we're going to, they're, they're about to redo ECW, but the problem is, is it's going to be on sci-fi and sci-fi wants, you know, zombies, aliens, you know, all this other shit. They want it to, to kind of coincide. And uh, about a year prior to that, uh, they were talking about bringing me, Gangrel, and Shelly in as a as a tag team before that, as being a vampire tag team. Um, and uh, I don't I don't know what ended up happening, but something happened. They changed their mind. Um, I got released for a couple months. Um, Gangrel followed that after a couple months, and um, you know, and then finally Tommy's like, "Hey, you still got all that uh, vampire gear that you ended up buying?" I'm like. Uh, yeah, he goes. Well, you're gonna need it, and uh, he goes. They want you to be this vampire, and I was like, oh, okay, uh, you know. And at that time, you know, you know, just getting signed back, and you know, not really having a place in the roster, and wanting to get back on the roster. I didn't care what they wanted me to be at that time. I, you know, I would have done whatever, you know, you know. And the, and the vampire thing was always cool and always something I really, you know, really enjoyed. You know, Gang Girl did it you know, probably the best out of anybody, man. He was, you know, Tuesdays and Luna and everybody else. I mean, just, just amazing, you know. But, I mean, you can never go wrong being a vampire. Yeah, he was definitely a scary dude, you know, back in the day. But uh interesting part of, you know, the group with you guys was definitely Ariel, a.k.a. Shelly. She, uh, you oh, know, yeah. pretty, pretty sexy and pretty unique looking, if you really think about it. Definitely different oh, yeah. than, you know, prototypical – Diva, so I mean, she fit with you perfectly. What was the relationship between you guys like? Man, you know, um, uh, now it's great. You know, then it was, um, it, it was a, a, like different, a little bit of different agendas at the time. And then w- once we finally, you know, we f- finally started getting it going, it seemed like the, you know, the rug got pulled out from underneath us. But uh, I mean, you know, I mean. She, you know, look wise is incredible. I mean, she, you know, good looking girl got a different look. You know, she's not your 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 average, you know, Barbie blonde diva. 
you know, I would I would associate her to like Paige now, you know, in the, in the way she looks. Um, you know, it just, um, you know, I, I think the diva division now has become you know Barbie cutouts for the most part within reason. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and that was the thing that set you two out uh, from the other, you know, supernatural uh, characters that were kind of brought on to the ECW scene at that point, which is kind of funny when you say those words ECW and supernatural and you're thinking hardcore and this and that, but were you an a, were yeah. you a fan of ECW originally? Uh, somewhat. Uh, you know, uh, growing up in Memphis, you know, I got it a little bit, but, you know, I, I was a, a kind of a Southern boy, you know, where, you know, like WCW and, you know, USWA and uh, like, like, I got, you know, I got the street, you know, with USWA and stuff, I mean, God bless, man, you you know, you had, you know, Lawler and Dundee, I mean, you had some of the, you know, bloody matches beforehand, you know, the Moondogs and all those guys, you know, but just doing it with just, you know, trash cans and, you know, cans and, you know, and then, you know, you got to, you know, the ECW was tables and canes and, you know, this, this great, you know, I I definitely, you know, I liked it. It was definitely, it was edgy, you know, for sure. We, I just didn't get it enough to, to really, you know, you know, after a while I started watching the crap out of it, you know, to, to learn about it once I started, once I got into ECW. But I, you know, at the time I just, we never got it enough to, 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 to know it. So then what do you think about getting into that ECW television taping or whatever? And you look around, you see, some of those original ECW guys that are there, and albeit some stay longer than others, uh, some had bigger roles than others. Obviously, we'll get to WrestleMania in a minute where you took on ECW originals, but what did you think about those older ECW wrestlers being around at that point and seeing that it really wasn't going to be for them, that they were going to be used as either enhancement guys or just kind of phased out after the initial buzz wore off? Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't, you know, I mean, they were all cool. I mean, you know, they came in. Every, you know, everybody was a good, you know, a good time. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, you know, like you know, Sabu and RVD were so, you know, so talented with all their different stuff. I mean, you know, like uh, like Sandman a couple times. I'm just like, why? And it's so cool. I mean, you know, walk through the crowd. You know, crush a couple hands of your beard, throw up your kendo stick, and you're over. I mean, who wouldn't want that role? But then you know, you, he's getting in the ring. It's just like, oh, oh, this is. You know, it, it just wasn't there sometimes. It's just like, holy crap, come on. You know, I mean, but, I mean, it's charismatic. I mean, I mean, shit, anybody want to be as over as him, you know, just by, you know, throwing up a beer, walking through the crowd, and throwing up your kendo stick. I mean, Jesus. I mean, uh, it just, uh, you know, a lot of them, I, you know, I, it was, I think they came in thinking, like, everybody came in thinking they were going to be, it was It was the second coming of ECW, and then they got into it, and it was just like, nah, it's not going to be the ECW we, we remember. You know, and I think they, you know, it was kind of a downer for them, but, you know, for, like, you know, a lot of the younger guys like me and uh, Marty Brown and, you know, you know, Elijah and Stryker and all of us, uh, you know, Knox, uh, it was it was our time to like 
trying to sink or swim for us because that was it. I mean, you know, if, if we weren't going to get out, you know, uh, you know, move up the ECW ladder, we weren't going to, you know, move on to SmackDown or move on to Raw. So, I mean, it was it was definitely, you know, sink or swim. You know, and you, and you mentioned Tommy earlier, Tommy Dreamer, of course, being in talent relations at the time and, you know, the ECW thing being well-timed and being, you know, from the mind of Rob Van Dam originally. And you get to WrestleMania 23, and it's the ECW originals. You had Tommy Dreamer and Rob Van Dam and Sabu and the Sandman and taking on the new breed, the new breed unleashed, I believe is the tagline. But what are your thoughts on getting to WrestleMania it was WrestleMania 23 in Detroit. I believe it was also Donald Trump's WrestleMania. And looking back... Yep, uh, Donald Trump's know, WrestleMania. Well, well, before we get to the match, did you get to meet uh, the presidential hopeful Donald Trump? I did I did get to meet the presidential uh, hopeful Donald Trump. And um, uh, he was actually pretty, pretty effing hilarious. Because uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, I had that ring jacket made... Uh, for me and uh, stuff, but it had a shit ton of spikes and all kind of crazy stuff on it. And, and he and he he walks up. He's like, you know, that is some jacket. Where do I get one of these? And then he went to uh, pat me on the back and ended up. And the the spikes on that bitch were sharp as could be. And ended up pretty much standing there stabbing his hand. And he's like, whoa, okay, you know, it was it was it was pretty pretty entertaining, you know, seeing, uh, you know. Another eccentric billionaire, you know, looking at a jacket like, hey, you know, that would, I could probably wear that somewhere. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty entertaining. That would make uh, quite the impression on the campaign trail to come out of Kevin Thorne. Oh, yeah, uh, I think yeah, I, I, I would load it to him in a minute. <laughs> well, let's talk about the match itself. Sure. So uh, there was a couple matches. There was a rematch um, in addition to WrestleMania, but let's do with WrestleMania. Walking out in Detroit, uh, at Ford Field, looking out there, what were your thoughts on it? Looking back, was that like you know, was that the ultimate dream come true? Did you feel like there was still going to be more for you down the road with the Kevin Thorne character? I oh, mean, I, I definitely thought there was going to be more for me down the road with Kevin Thorne and stuff. Um, uh, you know, uh, WrestleMania. I mean, WrestleMania was awesome. I mean, you know, I you know, I could say I've been there, done that. Uh, you know, walking in front of that crowd was, I mean, insane because, I mean, you look out and you, I mean, it's, it's like a sea of people. And then, you know, hearing, hearing the crowd, it, it just, it, 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 it like rolls. It, it starts at the front and then it rolls to the back and then it comes back to the front. It's like a, like a wave of noise. It was insane. You know, um, there for a while though, we didn't even know we were going to have, uh, for time restraints, we weren't even sure if we were going to have the match a couple of times because, you know, some matches went over something else. And then, you know, our 10 minute match went to like six minutes and then our six minute match went to four. And then while we were out there, we got five. And it's like, you, you know, as long as I get to walk out, I don't care. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm getting to say I was in WrestleMania, but it's still a little nerve wracking at the beginning um, and stuff. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I love the match at, in, at WrestleMania, but I thought the match in Fort Wayne was 10 times better when we, when we had the rematch and, you know, we got to use all the gimmicks. And, I mean, if we would have had that match at WrestleMania, we would have stole the show. And and I think that was what they were most worried about, you know, some of them. I think they nobody wanted to really really follow follow that because, I mean, you know, when we had that match at Fort Wayne, I mean, we came through the curtain and it was, you know, a standing ovation from everybody in there. Um, you know, it was, I mean, 
it was it was it was definitely you know a a, a match to prove hey you know what you know uh, every one of us are are extremely hard workers and every one of us deserve to be here. Yeah, totally. That uh, that rematch wasn't uh, absolutely intense, and you're exactly right. Had that been at WrestleMania, we would have been talking about the uh, ever so prevalent these days WrestleMania moments with uh, yep. that ECW original crew versus the new breed. So then after WrestleMania, you know, as they kind of, you know, not that they they just kind of seemed like they, you know, sent you back down in terms of the pecking order with ECW. And the thing I really want to ask you about is what led to the, the you know, the look change and, the, you know, the shorter hair and kind of changing the gimmick a little bit. Was that a management thing or was that uh, something that they thought that was, a, right that, was a Vince, that was a Vince thing. That was a Vince thing. Um, you know, at the time, Dusty Rose, um, I mean, we, we were building up for, our, you know, in Dusty's mind, the only, way, the only place for me to go was against Taker. And me, you know, me versus Taker, and you know, and and it was, uh, you know, again, you know, um, and, and and having all kind of crazy stuff, you know, undead versus dead man, and all this other stuff. And I mean, it, you know, and I was, I had Vince's. It seemed like I had Vince's blessing for a long time, and then all of a sudden, um, it was you looked uh, like. You look too much like Taker. Why are you trying to copy Taker? Why are you trying to do this? Why are you trying to do that? And I went, uh, and I still remember going to Dusty like, uh, Dusty, what the fuck is going on? Because uh, um, I, I'm, I'm not really getting this. I thought this is what we and he's like, kid, I don't get it either. Hold on. You know, don't do anything drastic. Just just chill out. Well, we went to uh, uh, Europe for two weeks after that. And Dusty didn't come overseas and everything else. And I was I was grabbed and I was told, hey, by the way, you know, when you get back, cut your hair, um, you know, uh, do this, try to do anything you can not to look like Taker. So, you know, you know, Vince is, you know, Vince thinks you're 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 just trying to be a cheap person to take. Going, I thought that's that was the what we're working for. That's what I was told, you know. And, and I mean, that's another one of Vince's. Yeah, it's always it's yeah. I don't know. It's it's depends on who got in his head that day. Sometimes I think, and you know, someone obviously got in his head and you know tried to make him believe that I was, you know, trying to steal the Undertaker gimmick, which I wasn't. I thought we were working for it, you know, to 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 you know eventually be be against each other, you know, and that was you know what I was told through Dusty and you know other stuff, and then <clears throat> cut all my hair, do everything, and then you know, come in there and then they're like, well, who told you to cut your hair? Well, you motherfuckers did. Uh, well, you know, I, you know, John Laurinaitis, you know, well, well, uh, I didn't tell you that. Yeah, you did. You fucking t- called and told me to cut my fucking hair. You know, I, so I did, you know, you told me to, you know, work on getting a different look. So I did, you know, and here I am. I've got a different look. Well, uh, you know, um, uh, that, uh, you know, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Well, fucking thanks. You know, and then that's kind of where it was like, oh, well, we're just going to, you know, you just be generic guy. I was still going out to fucking St. Kevin Thorne music, and yet, you know, here here it is. Uh, you know, they never had a plan, but they, you know, in a hurry to, you know, kiss Vince's ass, they, you know, wanted me to cut my hair real quick. Hmm. Very, very strange. 
but also uh, <laughs> welcome to welcome to the wild world of <laughs> WWE. With, with all the interviews you guys have done over the past couple of days or, that I've seen, you guys got to know that that's that's you know yeah, 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 yeah. it's it's, it's the way it is. Yeah, sometimes you just sit and sit back and listen, like oh geez, and another weird, you know, WWE Vince uh, Johnny Ace debacle, you know, screw up or whatever you want to call it, just. Very strange things sometimes from the from the WWE. And uh, speaking of strange things, uh, a guy that uh, left them on strange term, a guy that you feuded with for a little bit, who who kind of became a part of the ECW original versus the new brief feud, and that was CM Punk. What were your thoughts on Punk then, and what are your thoughts on Punk now? Oh man, I like Punk. Um, I mean, dude, I had so many awesome matches with Punk. Jesus Christ, if we if if half of those would have been on TV, man, it'd have been insane. Um, when we were just first in ECW, um, you know, fuck, I, I remember, man, he used to, uh, with that, uh, chop spot, you know, chop the face and the backhand, all that shit. I used to get the shit kicked out of me at these house shows, you know, starting in ECW because, you know, there, there for a while was, you know, you had Arn and you had, uh, Fit and you had Malenko and all those guys. And it was, you know, Hey, what do you, uh, you know, it, it, they weren't real sure that they even wanted ECW around. So it was kind of like, all right, we got to go out there and just kill it every fucking night. We got to be aggressive. We got to be, you know, and, and I mean, I remember that like the first two matches, it was, ah, oh, that was terrible. And then, you know, by the end of the weekend, after our first set of house shows, it was like son of a bitch, you know? And I mean, you know, we kept, we kept it up for, you know, several weeks, you know, and then, then, you know, punk went off with Knox and I went off, ended up going off with RVD. And I mean, you know, it was, I mean, it was it was awesome, you know. Uh, uh, you know, Punk knew knew his character, knew what he wanted to be, you know, and didn't stray from it, which you know is awesome. You know, didn't care what people thought, didn't give you know. The thing I can say best about Punk is he didn't give a fuck simply because he knew he'd just go make as much money on the indies as he was making there, you know, within within reason. You know, he 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 already had it and said, I you know. I can go go back and you know keep on trucking the way I was doing, or I you know just keep making money here. I mean you know, um, you know, and he he always did it his own way, which to me is respectable, hundred percent. Yeah, it's crazy that they you know basically he was the top guy in the company. He was out drawing Cena, he was out merchandising Cena, which is crazy to say considering how many little kids you know love the Cena stuff. But they let the guy go. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff. I mean, we we see some crazy stuff, but that just might be outright stupid. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't get the MMA route. I mean, I, I that's something he's always wanted to do, I guess. You know, I, I you know, I'm I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I, I God, I hope he does. You know, I hope he does well for you know, you know. For himself, ain't number one to, to prove, but you know, I, you know, I hope he does well too, because it, you know, it, it kind of shows it in the face of Dana White that you know, here's a, here's a guy that was a, you know, a, you know, professional fake wrestler, as he says, that you know, came in, you know, learned the craft of MMA and is, you know, putting it, putting it to his guys. Yeah, well, that would be absolutely great. But before, um, you know, we get into. Uh, Another thing, another part of your career, I wanted to uh, still touch on, you know, still the WWE a little bit with your run and the FCW, and then 
I guess the rumor was that you were going to be down at FCW and then they were going to bring you back up to feud with The Undertaker again, but I believe you got hurt yep. at one point. What was What's the, the timeline there? Third time was a charm. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, third time was a charm. And I was supposed to come back, but uh, I, uh, I ended up tearing all the all the labrum cartilage in my in my hip. Uh, it just it was just ripped to shreds, and uh, uh, my hip was locking up. So I would you know take bumps and do whatever, and all of a sudden my leg would just lock up. I, I could barely get up. Um, and uh, you know they weren't real sure what they were gonna still do, and so finally I was like. Screw it! I'm, I I I can't do it. You know I can't keep up anymore unless I get this surgery and get get my uh, um, hip scraped. Uh, Jeter uh, got the same thing. No, was it? No, it was. Uh, uh, what's that other uh, Yankee? Um, oh, anyway, A Rod A Rod got the same the same surgery done. And basically, you know, they scoop all the cartilage out, uh, clean it up, and then it's you know. It's a smoother surface in your hip, and uh, and I mean I, I mean I I've been told that for two years prior that I needed the surgery, and I mean I I just I finally couldn't do it anymore, and then you know going down to you know FCW and stuff, and um, I, I just I just had to do it, um, so I went got it done, and uh, uh, the the week after I had surgery. Uh, Johnny calls. He goes, "Oh, by the way, um, you know, how fast can you get back?" And I went, uh, "I don't know. What are we talking here?" Well, uh, you know, we're ready to do this angle with you and Taker. Can you hurry up and get back? And I went, "Oh, all right. Well, uh, they told me six months, but let me see if I can do it in six weeks." Huh. Uh, I mean, and I I, I went to um, I went to rehab. Every uh, you know physical therapy rehab every day for like five to six hours. I mean, killed myself to the point where the personal trainer or not the personal trainer but the physical therapist was like, "Dude, you're 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 insane at this point." I'm like, I, I don't care. I mean, I I have to get back to this, you know. And, and ended up, um, you're coming back. I forget the guy's name. Uh, he did one vignette um, that was. Uh, basically, uh, right off of a promo that I did down at SCW for with Dusty that we sent to the office, and they were supposed to be bringing me in, and uh, it was in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, uh, basically I, I drove up to Bar- Baltimore, uh, and you know they had the they had the interview, some stuff happened, and then uh, I ended up talking to Taker, and Taker's like. No, they cut it out. Uh, Sean Sean doesn't want you to re- or you to face me before him. Uh, he wants to go right into this without you. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I just uh, like basically fucking killed myself to get back here, and I'm just gonna get fucking you know turned away just like this. I mean, you know, and granted, Sean Michaels, I, I get it, but at the time I was a little a little bitter uh, about it, and. Um, that's when I walked into to uh, Johnny's office in, uh, in in Baltimore in the um, in the backstage talent relations, and I just told him, I said, I'm done. I can't, I, you know, I, I I can't do this anymore. I, the, the politics are politics are killing me. Um, 
you know, it, it's just it, it's just not worth it to me. I, I mean, I just killed myself to get back, and I, I'm just going to get, you know, uh, you know, told that we're not going to do this. Um, and Johnny basically said, oh, well, maybe, you know, just hold on. And then about, you know, a week later he calls. He goes, do you really want your release? I said, yeah, I want my release. I, I said, I, I just assume, you know, go away for a while, then come back, um, you know, if I can. And that was it. That was that was the end. That's uh, that's unbelievable um, that you <laughs> – because it kind of was, you know, going into my next question. And you rehabbed an injury like that, that, you know, that's like superhuman time right there. People say, you know, John Cena, Superman – that's pretty. That's a pretty quick recovery from a uh, debilitating Dude, injury. I, but I, I kill. I like literally. I killed myself. I like. I still. I still have hip issues to this day. I mean, um, for for a while, I've had you know, some pretty bad hip injuries. I got to lay in an inversion table all the time and kind of pull it back out because I like. I literally tortured my hip for six six weeks to get back. I mean, like I, I like. Um, the, uh, my, my, my doctor, uh, basically said, if I can't run at a, at a, at a speed of, uh, a six speed at a, at an incline of eight for 10 minutes, then he won't, then he wouldn't, he wouldn't, um, uh, pass me, you know, to, to be able to go back. And I mean, that's all we worked for. And, and I ended up, I ended up running at a seven speed and an incline of 10 for 15 minutes and then did stairs after. And I mean, like everything else, like uh, damn near superhuman. Um, I mean, I was in the best shape of my life re- ready for it. Cause I mean, I thought finally the third fucking time's a charm. I mean, I'm, I may actually, you know, here it comes finally, you know, it's coming. And, you know, finally, our, you know, after, you know, all these times of talking to takers, you know, doing all this stuff, you know, here it is, you know, and I'm finally going to get it, and we're not going to go that route. And I, I, I think, you know, uh, being young and dumb and everything else, you know, it just and just the frustration of it all, just basically just fuck it. I, I you know, I just I didn't want, yeah, I just didn't want to be there anymore. I, I mean, it was just, it, it, it just, I guess at the point. Uh, you know, you, you you become old enough that you realize that you know you're a grown ass man. And sometimes you know it, you need to be treated as as one, just not some you know, um, yeah, piece of meat for lack of a better term. Sometimes a play toy. You know, there's there's business to me sometimes with with the way stuff way stuff is done. And I mean, you know, WWE was always good to me. I mean, you know, looking back, definitely was it, it just. I, I think politics sometimes uh, will get the best of you. I just want to say about with your injuries and stuff, you know, and it being the hot button issue with the, uh, you know, the concussion suing and the lawsuits and blah, 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 and WWE held liable. Did you ever feel like there was any kind of pressure to get back or was that all self-induced just trying to get back and into that program with Taker? Man, I think it was self-induced. You know, I, I mean, I, I – I think the, the the biggest thing for me is, is, is you know, with guys is, uh, I mean, even with the NFL, with, I mean, you know, with, with any, you know, professional sport, 
the longer you sit out, the long the less money you you know you you're making for your family. Um, you know, um, and I, I mean, your spots taken. I mean, you know, young guys are, are you know from next or from OVW at the time or for you know deep south or whoever else are are young, hungry, and they're willing to get up there. And if they get up there before you, you know what they win. You know, they they take that spot. So you know, I think what that was. Man, I just wanted to go, you know, and I was ready to go. And you know, once I, you know, um, you know, bust my ass to get up there, I think it was disappointing where I was told, "Oh, and we're not going to do it." You know, I think that's what just sent me over the, the the top was, you know, I just chilled myself to get back here to prove to you that I can do it. And then I get, you know, you know, thanks for playing. We're gonna we're gonna hold off for a little bit, and I was just. I think it was just disappointment for me. Um, you know, I, you know, I I think you know, real top, you know, super top guys in top situations. Maybe there is a little pressure on them to hurry up and get back because I mean, there's so much money being lost. You know, uh, in, in pay per view buys or you know, you know, stock market prices or uh, you know whatever. But I mean. Seriously hurt. I, I don't. I don't see that um, they're gonna. They're gonna rush you back. Just. I mean, look at Daniel Bryan. I mean, they tried, and you know, he's still hurt. You know, those. You know, they're still supporting him. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's. I think it's all in the situation. I guess. And in my situation, though, I think it was clearly my myself that that was. You know, I, hell, I would have cut off a, a you know, uh, a foot or, you know, a toe or, you know, something to get back the time. So Now, as we uh, start to wind it down a little bit here, just very, very curious. Do you have a favorite match or maybe matches that you've had throughout your career? Oh, and, uh, I mean, I... And, and some of them I don't even think we're seeing. You know, I think a lot of some of them were on the road with you know ECW and stuff. Uh, you know, me and Punk had uh, you know a couple of different places that you know coming back to the to the curtain and seeing everybody standing at the monitor like, oh shit, now we got to up our game. You know, because you know we were going out you know fourth and fifth on an eight man you know on a on a eight match card you know, and then you know. Uh, about the time that, you know, Kurt Angle left ECW, um, you know, I got put in the spot with RVD. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people were like, oh, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to go out there and, you know, hang. You know, when I came to the back, it was it was, it was was there. Uh, you know, and that, you know, everybody was standing around. You know, same with Dreamer several times, um, the matches that we had. Um, it, um, you know, WrestleMania is always going to stand out, you know. Uh, the Fort Wayne match is always going to stand out, um, you know. And, th- and those kind of matches, you know, everybody's going to. Um, there was a match. I think it was Fourth of July weekend, um, and it was me and Punk, um, and uh, um, basically Dusty came to us and goes, "There's two matches on this entire show, boys. You guys got 20 minutes." And he's like, "You know, go out there and do it. I have." nothing but sheer faith in the both of you. And I think, you know, that's one of those 
to me standout moments of, you know, this is this is the American dream. This is Dusty's fan. You know, he's he believe you know he believes in me. You know, he he knows. I mean, it's that to me is just you know it's just insane. You know, what what it said like that. Uh, you know, it just it, those those kind of you know moments in your career where you know um, people that you, you just respected in business for so long, you know, you know tells you and, and you know and, and, you know and pat you on the back and you know and praise you is is the you know the, some of the best moments of your life um i think definitely and do you have a maybe a favorite opponent i know you mentioned punk obviously you guys have some great chemistry but do you have a favorite opponent you uh you've had in your career um man believe it or not um i mean you know, Dreamer, RVD, all those guys. Here's something, here's something funny. Um, uh, uh, this was after I left, you know, WWE, and I was traveling over in England uh, doing some stuff. I, I actually, uh, it, it's hilarious because I ended up wrestling a guy by the name of Christopher Travis. Um, he's, he's over in England, uh, just a, 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 a good-looking kid, um, uh, you know, kind of a high flyer, everything else. And it started out as, um, you know, this is at a time where Twitter and Facebook were just kind of, kind of starting, I guess, um, uh, you know, for me. And, um, you know, I was starting to go over there and, um, somebody made some comment, you know, some comment, uh, or something about me coming over. And, you know, he got on there and was like, oh, you know, you know, just another, you know, a shitty American that, you know, wants to come over here, you know, that wants to top their, you know, WWE stardom and all this other bullshit. And, you know, they need to realize they're, you know, no better than us and all this other stuff. And, and I was like, all right, fuck, you know, fucker. So, you know, started right back in on him and we ended up kind of creating this angle through Facebook, you know, and it was yeah, just a couple shows, but I mean, you know, you know, two three thousand people in Don, you know, Doncaster, and then uh, some of Leeds, or some here, some there. Um, you know, at these shows that were actually believing that you know we absolutely hated each other's guts, and I mean, we tore the house down a couple times. It was freaking unreal. Um, you know, and that was fun to me because you know, finally here was is you know I never had the uh, I guess the WWE shackles on me when I was you know doing independent shows after I left. It was so much more fun, you know, to be able to go out there and create your own, you know, uh, match chemistry, you know, angles and everything else without, you know, being tied down to, you know, hey, you got 10 minutes, you know, you get out there, you get eight, you know, five, five seconds later, they're telling you to wrap it up and you've only been out there four, uh, you know, where you actually get to go out there and tell a story and have fun. And I mean, that, that was, that one was awesome. Yeah, that. That's really cool when you're able to, you know, create that suspense of disbelief and, uh, you know, do something a little bit different, which is, you know, which is great, which you guys definitely nailed upon. But there's one thing that, you know, I always like to ask um, guys that were in WWE and, you know, had, you know, some things, you know, not go their way for for chance. But what would you say would be a dream match of yours that, you know, that WWE kind of missed the boat on? Was it an Undertaker match or, or oh, yeah, a dream match? More to- Morta, Mordecai Undertaker would have been the match. 
I mean, there was so much uh, talked about. I mean, so much craziness that could have gone on and built up. And, I mean, there could have been so many different smoke and mirrors. And, um, I mean, it it, it literally, it, it could have gone on six months without us ever touching, you know. And I think that's, that's what, you know, misses in wrestling today is, uh, you know, you've, you've got these big matches, but everybody's already wrestled five times before it, you know, you know, you know, years, you know, years ago, I mean, you, you, you build up matches and, and guys wouldn't touch each other for months, you know, and then, then finally get their hands on them. And then, you know, then it was, it, it meant something. I think, um, you know, because of the, the way TV is nowadays and stuff like that, I mean, everything just happens so fast, you know, um, it, it just, it just needs to be, um, drawn out just a little bit more. And I think, um, you know, with that angle, um, you know, if I hadn't messed up and been an idiot, um, I mean, I think, man, it, 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 it'd been a whole different realm right now for me, you know, as far as it goes, you know, case you know, um, it, it could have been, it should have been maybe, you know, but you can't dwell on the past. Um, you know, you can only move on, um, but yeah, that definitely, it definitely would have been, I think, super cool. Now you talk about now you left the business for a little bit, and you talk about you know it being in the ring, and now you're getting back into the ring. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to, and where everybody can find you on social media, and where they can find more about uh, where you're going to be working and uh, what you got coming up in the uh, the very near future. Very near future, man. I don't have a. I, I've been kind of real slow at getting back into this just because it's been football season. And um, the the one thing I, I I can say that I've that I have mastered that I've done better than anything else uh, as far as my wrestling career is uh, my 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 parenting. Um, uh, I, I've got a son who's eight. I've got a daughter who's four, and they're my absolute life. Um, you know. Um, I, I definitely can say that, you know, I may, may not have ever held a world championship in my entire life, but I, I can say that I, I am, I am one hell of a dad and it's, it's the coolest thing on earth. So lately it's been coaching football on Saturdays uh, and then, and then going to soccer uh, after for my daughter on Saturday. So it's, uh, up until about, you know, October, I've, I've kind of held off on everything because um I didn't want to be traveling and, you know, miss football or miss soccer and, and miss these things that, you know, um, I, I, I just want to be a part of as a parent. Um, now after October, um, it, you know, whoever, want, you know, wants, wants to contact me, uh, it's kvnverdict7 at gmail.com um, is my email address. Uh, Twitter is uh, at thekevinverdict. Uh, and then Instagram is at the Kevin Furtick too. Um, I kind of dropped the Kevin Thorne stuff. Um, you know, it's been hard, for, I think, for people to follow me or find me uh, for a while. You know, I'm just now starting to, you know, get a following again on Twitter uh, and Instagram and stuff like that. But, you know, the reason why I did that is because, um, you know, I, I want to build up my real, you know, my name, you know, um, as much as I enjoy being Kevin Thorne and I, still am, you know, will always be, um, you know, it's, it's mine. Uh, Kevin, nobody can take Kevin Furtick away from me. Uh, you know, unless my dad decides he wants to ban me from the Furtick name, but I doubt it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, um, 
you know, um, it's it's just kind of now it's, it's it's building up, uh, uh, you know, um, it's, but but for me, uh, you know, it's been cool because there for the longest time, uh, you know, almost three or four years now, I haven't really done anything with wrestling, and then, you know, now my son's finally old enough, and uh, I did a show a little while back at uh, Six Flags. Uh, um, Great America up at uh, in Chicago, um, and you know, seeing my my son and my daughter, uh, you know, uh, marking out for lack of a better term for for dad, it was this pretty pretty effing cool, you know, get to bring them. Dad, I can't believe you did this, and Dad, I can't believe you know, um, you know, it's 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 definitely uh, you know pretty cool, um, you know, it, it makes it worthwhile, um, you know, and it makes it worthwhile, you know. You know, being able to be home, you know, uh, you know, be home throughout the week, you know, for school and taking my kid to the bus stop and doing everything. But, you know, on the weekends, um, you know, going out and being a weekend warrior again. And I mean, my, for me, it's, you know, just enjoying it again. Uh, you know, I think there for a while, I just, I just disgruntled, um, and I was miserable to be around. You know, you know, there for a little bit after, you know leaving WWE, um, you know, I just needed to get away for a little bit. And then now that I'm back, it's just like, man, it's just, just fun. Um, you know, it, it's, um, you know, it, and, and not, I guess too, it's, it's, it's great in a way um, is, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not strapped for cash. It's, it, it's, it's, you know, not about, you know, about making a little bit of money always, but it, it's not, it's so much of I'm paying my bills with this. It's it's more just to to go out, have a good time. You know, hopefully see you know a couple of the guys that I ran around around with on the road, and you know um, meeting some new people, and then you know coming back and you know enjoying my family again. You know, I, I think it's 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 more enjoyable like this at the moment. Yeah, that's amazingly well said, and we can't put that in any better words. That's fantastic to hear that you're that. Uh... That, that that's such a joy for you in your life. And I guess if you want to be the opposite of a good dad, you might want to pop in uh, ECW December to dismember and show the uh, your kids uh, what that first ever ECW pay-per-view was all about. But we'll save that for a different show, maybe part two. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, yeah, we could, we could do that for sure, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. It's been uh, – this has been a lot of fun, man, and uh, – this is where yeah, man, we're going to cut it. We're going to cut it here, but that is the truth. We would love to have you back because there's a bunch of shit that we didn't even get to. Um, that you know, I just it was. It's been cool, man. I just love the honesty. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing everything like that. That's that's awesome.